Uh, good evening and welcome to this special edition of Ghana in Focus. And today in Ghana in Focus, we'll be looking at the debacle that was Ghana Black Stars failing to qualify for the knockout stages of the African Cup of Nations. We'll analyze it and give you our opinion as to why Ghana failed at this year's AFCON and also the way forward for Ghana. And so let's get into this podcast for you. Uh, Ghana, just a few minutes ago, uh, it's now 9 p.m. GMT, just got 9 p.m. GMT. Ghana was just knocked out of the Africa Cup of Nations 2022 by failing to beat Comoros and therefore crashing, crashing out of the AFCON at the group stages. This is the first time in more than 15 years that Ghana has not got out of the group stages of the AFCON. And for me, it is very dismal and disgusting and it shows where Ghana is at now in terms of African football, let alone world football. And so Ghana, uh, before the tournament started, although Ghana was not one of the favorites, but in a group containing Morocco, Gabon and Comoros, Ghana was expected at least, at least very minimum to get out of the group stages. But Ghana, uh, lost their first game against Morocco and drew with uh, Gabon and had to beat Comoros, who in the FIFA rankings are ranked much, much lower than Ghana. And this is a game that you thought Ghana would, would win, given the fact that they had to win in order to qualify for the next round of the AFCON. But Ghana failed in their attempt to beat Comoros and they lost by three goals to two. So it tells you that Ghana, Ghana football has gone very, very low since the heights of, you know, the World Cup, you know, 2010 in South Africa, where Ghana made uh, the quarterfinal, uh, having lost to Uruguay on that dodgy penalty decision. And also, you know, in 2010, when Ghana made the final of the Africa Cup of Nations, uh, when losing to Egypt and Angola by one, go to nil. Now, since then, uh, Ghana's fortunes have dwindled. In 2012, they made the final of the AFCON, but, losing, um, but lost to Zambia. Okay. They also uh, had a debacle in 2014 in Brazil, where Ghana didn't qualify out of the group, where there was all issues with money. And remember that they had, you know, apparently $6 million was airlifted uh, to Ghana to pay the, uh, to settle the players, you know, bonuses and what have you. And then, you know, in the AFCON 2015, you know, Ghana lost again to Cote d'Ivoire on penalties. And then uh, the World Cup of 2018, Ghana did not qualify for the World Cup. And now uh, in 2022, the delayed AFCON, which had been last year, but because of uh, uh, the pandemic, it was postponed to this year. Ghana has seeped to its lowest ebb in a generation. Failing to qualify for the knockout stages of the African Cup of Nations for the first time in more than 15 years. Why did Ghana fail? And there are many, many reasons why Ghana failed. 
One, Ghana hasn't got the caliber of player that they had 10, 15 years ago. So 10, 15 years ago, you, you had the likes of um, Maquiesian, Steve Napier, uh, Mensa, you know, uh, Asamwajan, you know, uh, a solid goalkeeper in, in, in um, Kingston. You know, you had a, 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 a Suleiman Tari, Kevin Prince Boating. So Ghana, you know, and also emerging young talent like uh, the IU brothers, like uh, Dominic Adia and, 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 and others. So, uh, you know, people like even Emmanuel, uh, the brother used to play for, um, you know, for Italy, for, sorry, for um, uh, Udinese and uh, Juventus. Emmanuel, somebody, but I forgot his name, but Ghana had talent, had a lot of talented players, you know, 10, 15 years ago. I call that the golden generation. Asamajan, Steve Napier, Marco Essien, Suleiman Tari, Kevin Prince Boating, and others. I call that the golden generation, yeah? But what happened subsequently, and the rock really began, you know, during that World Cup in Brazil in 2014, the rock really began there. Because these players were aging, Kevin Prince Boating, Asamajan, Marquesen, injuries stopped him from having a good career with Ghana. You know, um, Apia had retired by the 2014 World Cup. So these players were, that golden generation was aging, and, and not a lot of the young talent was coming through. So by 2014, people like Dominic Edia, um, Ramford Ossay, and others, you know, they didn't make the cut. And Ghana unfortunately begin to join the slowly, but you still had the players like Asama Jan uh, that carried the team alongside, you know, the emerging talent of uh, Andre Ayu and his brother Jordan. But for me, like I said, Ghana now doesn't have the caliber of players that they had 10, 15 years ago. That's one reason why Ghana failed uh, at the Afcon. The second reason why Ghana failed is that this chopping and changing of managers are not having a system, a case system that the players can buy into. So seven, eight months ago, uh, Ghana's coach, CK Akono, uh, was sacked by the GFA uh, for not, uh, you know, failing to uh, get Ghana to the last World Cup. And so, you know, and also, you know, Ghana having a poor start to the AFCON uh, uh, or, the, or the next World Cup in Qatar campaign. And so, you know, Milovan Rajevic, you know, who was the manager that uh, led Ghana to the 2010 World Cup quarterfinal, he was brought in as a person for CK Akono to, you know, try and, um, you know, work his own magic on, you know, Ghana. But here lies the problem. Ghana, were not able or could not be able to get a top caliber European manager. So the likes of um, even Rafa Benitez, you know, the likes of, uh, you know, top European coaches. We're not talking average European coaches like Claude Loire or even Ilf Renard or even, you know, uh, the former Nigerian boss uh, who was sat, you know, recently by Nigeria. I'm sorry, but those are not top caliber European coaches, and I include Milovan Rajevic in that category. Milovan Rajevic is not a top European coach. So why did Ghana, or what did you expect 
if the JFA thought that, you know, they wouldn't do proper, uh, you know, uh, recruitment and selection, but they chose Milovan Ryavik instead. What has Milovan Ryavik achieved in football apart from taking Ghana to the World Cup quarterfinal in 2010? What team has he managed since, since Ghana, right? First time round. What, you know, top caliber pedigree does Milovan Ryavak have? So for me, it was a big mistake sucking Seke O'Connor, right? And getting this, you know, this average mediocre white coach, uh, Milovan Ryavak. And it has been shown, it has been proven in this tournament that the second coming of Milo, Milo was out of his depth. But to put it frankly, Milo was out of his death. This is a man who has been out of touch with African football since left the Black Stars in 2010. So how the hell would you expect somebody who's been out of touch with African football for more than five uh, to ten years to now all of a sudden be coach of Ghana and expect Ghana to do well? That was a big mistake that the GFA did by sacking CK O'Connor and by employing there's the service of Milovan Ryavich. For me, that was the big reason why Ghana failed. But at least, at least with CK, you know, the jury was still out. And I think he should have been given a chance to prove himself, particularly Afcon. This tournament would have been a tournament in which CK Akona should have been given time to prove himself. All right. But unfortunately, he was not given, the, given that uh, um, luxury. And Ghana mistakenly or the GFA rather, mistakenly appointed Milovan Ryevich, you know, to think that Ghana could get somewhere by, you know, uh, employing a second-rate or even third-caliber European manager with no great pedigree in Europe. Another reason why Ghana failed in this AFCON is that there was no team spirit. You could tell in this team that there was no team cohesiveness, there was no team spirit, yeah? You know, there was a lot of inexperience in the team with people like Wallacott, uh, the goalkeeper, and others who really are not even playing, you know, uh, top European level football. So why have him as goalkeeper, you know, God only knows. But for me, the, the unity and the cohesiveness that is needed to win a major tournament was simply not there in this team of black stars. And it's a team game. And it shows you that, you know, for large, for the three matches that I saw, Ghana did not play as a cohesive, solid unit team. Okay? So there was pockets of, you know, individual excellence, like Andre used goal, he scored against um, uh, Gabon in that uh, duo with Gabon. That was a piece of very, very good skill. Uh, Pate shows some uh, flashes, but, you know, he hasn't been able to rekindle the form, his early form for Arsenal, you know, that, or, or even the form for uh, Atletico, that, you know, it, you know, for Ghana. So for me, the jury is still out on uh, Pate. But those two players aside, you know, there was not much, you know, uh, that Ghana had on offer. And so for me, it tells you of the lack of unity and team cohesiveness within the Black Stars. 
And the final reason why Ghana failed is because I believe that there was some competency. When the draw was made, you know, uh, you know, and it was seen that Ghana had Morocco, Gabon, and Comoros in the team, there was this, you know, automatic feeling, even by the Ghanaian supporters, that, oh, you know, it's only Comoros and Gabon. You know, Morocco is a bit tricky, but at least we should qualify from the group. All right. So that complacency also, you know, uh, hampered Blaster because, you know, Ghana should have beaten Gabon. No excuses because Gabon were missing their two star players, namely uh, Obama Yang and another star player. They, they did not play against Ghana. Okay. And even worse of all, to, losing against Morocco is fine because Morocco, you know, are, are a stronger team and a better team than Ghana. But to lose against Gabon without Aubameyang, and to lose particularly against Comoros, who are ranked low, way, way low, below Ghana, in the African and FIFA rankings, is a disgrace. It is uh, disgusting, and it also shows the complacency that I'm talking about that Ghana had, that they think they could just turn up and beat Comoros Islands, yeah? So these four things are key in why Ghana failed. Me, I think also the GFA is at fault here because, you know, whether it's investment or the, the right uh, sports psychology, sports science, these kind of things are, are now even more important or just as important as having talented players. If you don't get the psychology right, and if you didn't get the sports science right, then I don't care what team you got, right? That team will fail. So part of the blame must be also rested upon the GFA, who, like I said earlier, you know, made a big mistake in sacking CK O'Connor and employing the services of a third-rate European coach, namely Milovan Rivers. So the GFA must take the shelf the blame for this debacle at AFCON 2022. Now, the way forward. For me, I think Ghana needs to go back to the drawing board. Personally, I think Ghana should forget about qualifying for the, for the World Cup in Qatar. I also think Ghana should stop, you know, even should they even think about qualifying for the AFCON, next AFCON 20, 2024, or whenever the next AFCON is. I think it's in 23 sometime. So I think Ghana should build a team, get, 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 get the bones, of this team that's supposed to qualify for the for the for the for the round of 16 of this AFCON. So get the bones. So get people like Deda Ayu, get Pate. I think this young boy Kudos is, is, is a great potential. Get those get you know get those three players and build a team around those three players. And also, you know, we need to stop this thing about oh, you know, Ghanaians in the diaspora, you know, not being picked because there are many Ghanaians who play outside Ghana, who, for politics and one reason or another, don't get picked. This used to be examined carefully. This, um, you know, this thing with, with local players and players that play in Europe or abroad, that needs to be examined, and that needs to be analysed, and that needs to be scrutinised carefully, because just putting local players for the sake of, for the sake of it does not necessarily mean success. Like I said, you need to build a team and get the team 
to play in the cohesive unit. This was suddenly lacking at this year's AFCON. And so for Ghana to go forward, Ghana needs to build a team for me around Kudos and around people like Baba Rahman. And then did that, did I use still got about three years to go in his career, a good three or four years, and also build it around Pate as well. So when you get a team built around those key players, I think Ghana will go forward. And so, like I said, forget about uh, the World Cup in Qatar. It would be nice if Ghana could qualify, but for me, the future needs to be starting at the at the at even the the the, the Afcon 2027 or 26. Start building a team for that. So use this opportunity. Ghana should use the qualifiers that they've got now for the, the World Cup. I think they've got two uh, playoff games, right? They should also use the qualifiers for the next Africa Cup of Nations, yeah? In 2023, they should use those games to build a team around these players I mentioned and to get a team spirit and to get a, a cohesive a team that can challenge for major honours again. It is, it is a disgrace that Ghana have not won the Africa Cup of Nations for more than 35 years. It is, it is a disgrace. But it shows you where Ghana football is at, okay? Because Ghana has invested, and also, like I said, we, we've, we've, you know, we've employed the wrong, the wrong managers and also adopted the wrong strategy and, you know, wrong targets as well. But like I said, going forward, Ghana should forget about qualifying for World Cup 22 and even qualifying for the next AFCON, I think it's 2024 or 25, and look at building a team around these key players like Pate, Kudos, Baba Rahman, uh, and, and, and um, Dedayu. And so uh, without that, Ghana, without building a, a team, a cohesive team, Ghana is not going to win any AFCON again, let alone trying to, you know, repeat the World Cup feats of 2010 in South Africa. So uh, thank you very much for listening to this special edition of Ghana in Focus. I hope you enjoyed uh, the program and uh, we will uh, talk more uh, issues about Ghana in forthcoming issues. But thank you very much for listening uh, to this edition of Ghana in Focus. My name is Kwame, Ghanaian journalist, broadcaster and entrepreneur. And until next time, uh, enjoy the rest of your day.